gentlemen, you wanted the best, you got the best. In strong language and adult content, the hottest podcast in the world. Slowly, we rock. you like that as an intro Woo! how's everyone doing welcome to slowly we rock metal and rock's funnest and dumbest podcast is that our catchphrase i thought we were still working yeah. it out yeah i mean we need to keep the dumbest part yeah uh, people can decide if it's fun yeah <laughs> but there's no debating but it is dumb that's the dumbest yeah i'm james i'm dan i'm lewis Way God, such a bunch of rascals, aren't we? Yeah, anti-clockwise. Then it really yeah. now. Well, because you specifically, <laughs> we specifically talked about the intro to make sure we wouldn't get it wrong, and then Lewis decided to reverse the, no, the we, order within no, seconds did. of yeah, recording. I, I also didn't say the thing that I agreed to say as well as the catchphrase. Call it civilians. Let's just. <laughs> we'll keep working it out. If you like, our, <laughs> hey, send us a catchphrase as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you think you've got a good catchphrase for our stupid podcast, then please send it our way. And we can do a new thing where we have a different catchphrase every week. No other podcast has ever done that. No other catchphrase has only been used once. Precisely. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Catchphrases are like burn after using. You know, you use it once and you have to get rid of it. Just ask Roy Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How are we all doing today? Good. Good. We, Good. All, we all still survive in the heat wave? Just. I mean, I'm born to survive. Oh, of course. Awesome. Um, it's quite pleasant today. It's actually not too bad. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Light yeah. breeze. Cool. I'm Where's just you... uh, struggling to reacclimatise to civilian life now. Tell everyone what you've been up to. Shot some guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> could you go into more detail? Nope. Okay, cool. Moving on. Um, he knows it's recorded. Yeah. You have to, you have to wear a wire to catch him. And who way. did you murder, by the way? What was his name? You could just or say it into my lapel. Uh, <laughs> now, I've had a uh, lovely time in Budapest. We went to watch Protest the Hero, which was great. They cancelled. Yeah, I was say, because I didn't go see him. So, God, if they actually made that Budapest show and none of the others. I, well, I thought You'd have been so smug. I thought it did, because it was still listed on some uh, website. But all the, the whole website was in Hungarian and it turned out to be a real bad translation. Yeah. <laughs> they did, did you turn play. up anyway, just in case? Uh, no, mm. we should have. Yeah, because they, we? they waited till Probably the not. last minute to f- officially cancel that Bristol mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But it's good, but we went Hopeful to... Hungarians. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's uh, the name of the new album. Oh, amazing, yeah. yeah. But we, um, we went to a gun range. Uh, which was absolutely insane. That was the thing you were most excited for. You're talking about all the yeah. things you're getting up to in Hungary and every two seconds, well, and then they're going to shoot guns. <laughs> yeah. And then going to shoot guns. And there's some amazing, like, you know, architecture. And I think there's some great Beautiful. food. But going to shoot some guns as well. You, did seem, to get, shoot some you guns. did seem to take in a lot of culture. Genuinely seem to yeah. take in a lot of culture as well. We did like, uh, like it's, it's But that's not funny things. to Photoshop. Whereas you... <laughs> Holding two rifles and screaming into the air is it's just very funny for everybody. And that, I couldn't believe what a wealth uh, of photoshops your photo it went really produced. Well. It was uh, hilarious. It genuinely made me laugh a lot. It was great. I was really happy with how that went. It, I was very jealous of your holiday in general, I have to say. I mean, your photos yeah. were lovely. Uh, oh, it just you. all looked really nice. And like for, you, for, for the four of you as well, it seemed very like civilized. I'm sure it wasn't. 
But we, yeah, surprisingly, seemed they had they literally all. had drinks in their hands in every photo. In every yeah. photo where they didn't have drinks in their hands, they had guns in their hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no one passed out though. So, oh, actually, yeah. no. Ali took some videos of you. Uh, have you seen asleep. them? Now, yeah, you? they're very funny. How have you seen them? Um, this quickly, we got back like two days ago. He was using face filters on you, right, when you were sleeping. Yes. Yeah, I think it was on. Yeah, it was on Instagram. It must have been. I, yeah, they. Um, at one I, point, they I filled don't Snapchat. They filled all of my pants and every pocket they could find uh with every piece of cutlery from the airbnb <laughs> and they thought they got it all out and then i went to bent and I had a pocket full of spoons ow uh they said it sounded like i was wearing chain mail when i went to bed i was worried because i thought that i stole all of the spoons from the restaurant we were at <laughs> did you try and return them to the restaurant <laughs> i mean it's like the airbnb where are all my little spoons <laughs> are you at the airport and there's a, a rogue a, yeah. a rogue a rogue fork you haven't pulled out or seven knives or something but no, it was great. The guns were insane. What was it like? I've never fired a gun. Did you fire like? a variety of them? Yeah, we did four handguns, four assault rifles, uh, a pump-action shotgun, and a sniper rifle. Whoa. Yeah. It was, it was quite the first. It was quite nerve-wracking at first. Yeah. Because the handgun, like, you just don't know what to expect. Um, it's going to shoot a bullet. Did the shotguns get yeah. you? No. As, as, soon as, um, as soon as we'd kind of done the handguns, it was like, okay, cool. Because uh, obviously, when you do a rifle, you've got two hands in it. It's tucked in mm. here. I'm just showing you guys the techniques. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, that's you know, what we yeah. learned in the core. Professional murderer. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> it's it's just so it's terrifyingly easy to fucking shoot. Yeah, like it's scary, yeah. isn't it? I've, I've I've only really fired a shotgun, but oh, of course you have. the yeah, kickback yeah. is scary to me. Mm -hmm. I was a, uh, I can't remember what it was. I was probably 17, 18. Cool. Um, was four. When you when you when you fire it as well, it's, it's that feeling of oh, I could kill someone with this like quite which quickly. is a weird thing to say until you've done it and you realize just how did you at any point did you feel oh i wish i could uh, openly carry this rifle around with me on my day-to-day -day business weirdly not once no <laughs> okay but what, if, what if a bad guy over gun oh, oh shit yeah, i didn't think about that yeah. one yeah i mean like you're the bad yeah. guy by the way <laughs> yeah. 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 they'll need a good guy as well to stop you but yeah um it looks super fun and although you know i like to say i'm very very you know pro-gun control and that's the point yeah. of them existing i also want to fire a gun so bad but, but, that's but they're not a gun range surely that is yes ultimate. that's the, fun that's just control. a hobby yeah the two can completely coexist i don't I need, agree yeah. i don't need one in the uk because no one's constantly coming to murder me and my family with a gun yeah but right yeah yeah, yeah. that's why uh, you carried that machete yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's great to go to like a secure Totally. Like, you know, lots of environment. Yeah, it's a, re a recreational thing. Mm. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it was amazing. to own one to be able to enjoy it recreationally. No. Yeah. No. Um, it looks super fun. Um, one thing that caught my eye, though, which I need to know more about, was you guys went Cafe to... Cafe Montemarte. And by the way, we genuinely haven't... We've been dying to ask him all day. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't asked him any of this yet for the purposes yeah. of this podcast. You went to a Man of War-themed pub. Yep. It was the first photo you sent us when you were trip. So there's a huge, um, a huge synagogue in the center sure um because there's like the jewish quarter mm. and it's absolutely beautiful and it's a massive square it's one of the kind of main parts all the places around it are like a little bit more pricey to drink and eat at and whatnot mm. um and for some reason this bar has just survived did you know it was there uh yeah from before when i accidentally walked into it uh when i went with my family oh okay <laughs> um it's quite unsuspected it looks kind of like oh this might kind of be a little bit of a rock club yeah no it's the walls are just lined Every inch is covered with photos of Man of War. Yes. <laughs> it's Man of War merch. Is it everywhere. run by anyone? Uh, I think, is it Joey DeMeo? Yeah, he's yeah. the front man. 
he is yeah. bassist, isn't he? Bassist, maybe. Yeah, sorry, bassist. The, yeah, but yeah. like, kind of still the main guy for some reason. Yeah, like, well, Ross no, Ross he, he's, he's like player. the main songwriter. No, Ross is the guitarist, but he left like years and years I, ago. I'm not up on a man of war. No, I'm honest. Um, Only like Ro- modern bands. Like last year, we're not a modern band podcast. Yeah, band. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross, yeah, Ross the boss got got inducted into like the Wacken Hall of Fame like the other year. I didn't even know that existed. I didn't either until we announced that Ross the boss was entering. Yeah. <laughs> But I think he maybe owns part of it with, uh, there's a guy that works there um, who recognized me from like a couple of years ago when I went in. Really? Yeah. And he came over and said, oh, hello, you know. You didn't pay uh, for your drinks. <laughs> 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 your photo was behind the bar. <laughs> Do not accept checks from this man. <laughs> and it's the weirdest place because it's completely, I think this guy was maybe tour manager or merch guy or something. I don't know. He's, there's so many photos of him with them. He co-owns it with Joey, I believe. Mm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully no one's going to correct that because I don't care. Yeah, I don't think we get a nope. lot of Man of War listeners on this podcast. We don't get many corrections either. So no. We do have it's a fine. couple of those. No, 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 we don't. No. <laughs> no way. So it's bizarre. It's bizarre. They sell t-shirts. They have a Man of War merch stand in there. You can buy Man of War t-shirts. <laughs> Did you? And they've got music playing constantly. Not Man of War, just oh. chart hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was hoping they only played Man of War songs. No. So, I think you'd lose staff quite quickly so, if you listen out on loop for more so than the guy, a uh, week. the guy that owns it saw us sitting outside and he comes over, uh, genuinely leans in and he goes, no, no, for you, we put metal on. He's like, brilliant. Metal is the king of music. Yes. yes. He's like, this is exactly how I wanted to be spoken to at a Man of War themed bar. That's, that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, for those who don't know, Man of War were absolutely, they wouldn't say this, a, they were an absolutely ridiculous <laughs> metal band that take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, po- we'll post a picture of them on the Instagram. Their website lists, they don't have albums, they have chronicles. <laughs> uh, Is that real? Yeah, there's lots of photos of them sort of in various animal they, furs. They kind of dress, the they kind of dress like yeah. Conan or He-Man. Yes, yes. That's kind of their look. Yeah. But more homoerotic than either of those somehow. They're quite greased up. The Barbarian, yeah. not O'Brien. Yes, yes, there yeah. you go. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Metal band just a Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Very tall, thin men in suits. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and most of their songs are about either like battle, glorious battle, dying in battle, uh, visiting Valhalla after dying in battle, that kind of thing. But also the other half of their songs are usually <laughs> just them singing about how much they rock how much they love metal. Um, Basically, you're an idiot if you don't like metal. Yeah. Like, according to them, <laughs> that's genuinely defeated. A lot of songs are like, you're, you're a wimp or you're a poser. Yeah, wi- uh, or, yeah that's for them. Wimp. wimp. Yeah, you should leave the hall. Yeah, wimps and posers leave the hall. Yeah. Like, their lexicon is really weird. Like, the terms they use, it's stuff like, Poindexter, get out of the pit! <laughs> But they use the word beer and not mead. You'd think they'd be more into sort of <laughs> traditional. I guess they don't sell mead at the Manowar bar. Good point. Mm. Very good point, actually. Yeah. I feel like On me- brand. mead feels more like a, a monomath type yes. drink. Like yeah. drink it from your, from your mead horn. Only yeah. it would yeah. be from a horn. Yeah. Well, no, it is. They, yeah. they, if you go, when I saw Manowar the other year, like, three, like loads of people just turned up with these mead horns. A monomath. Monomath, I should say, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, God, I wish I'd seen Man of War. But, um, but yeah, they just, people had these like mead horns and then they'd pour like maybe like about a fifth of their pint in it because that's all that yeah. fit in there. A drinking horn is not practical. There's a reason why people don't use it There's a reason why they invented cans, bottles, cups, mugs. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like an awesome trip. It was great. Yeah. I'm super, considering that like I'm really glad you guys I guess you booked the flights out anywhere, anyway even after the gig got cancelled yeah whatever but yeah just make the most of it we also 
Um, two weird things. One, uh, I had cheese for pudding. That's not weird. That sounds pretty awesome. Was it like cottage cheese? It was camembert. Yeah. Oh. And it was deep fried. And it came with nuts and some kind of uh, Kool-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. That and sounds really good. Some vanilla ice cream. It was unbelievable. Oh, okay. Right. That's because cheese as like a dessert is you get a cheese board. Yeah, That's no, this quite was normal. like this next was level. Cheese. Yeah, Sweet, being a dessert. Sweet cheese. Sweet cheese. Yeah, Sweet okay. Jesus. How did it... But all went together though. I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um... Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the other thing was you got completely obsessed with the Sega Dreamcast game Seaman. Oh, <laughs> or his weird little face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, the yeah. one? Yeah, I know. I'm well aware of Seaman. Now, let me ask you a question. How is I, your mother's health? You were meant to be able to talk to him, and I think he turned into like a crab thing eventually. He evolved into he turns, different. He turns into like a. But he can get eaten as well. Yeah, and also he fucks himself to death. Oh, uh, well, every time, or that's just one of the. That's. A seaman will have sex with another seaman. Yeah. And it'll pump its head thing into the other thing's head. Yeah. And then when it's done, it says horrible lines whilst it does this. This is a real game. Yeah. It says, uh, it kind of draws attention to the fact that it's about to have sex and goes, hey, want to see something interesting? And then has sex. And during it, it says things like, who's the daddy? And then in one instance, it says something like, now that's how I spell relief and dies. (laughs) I've I've heard of that game. Like of the nev- microphone, isn't it? Yeah, I've just yeah, never ever looked the into it. The voice recognition's nuts, but it's also 100% because Dreamcast was online, wasn't it? Yeah, it could be, yeah. So it's an insanely detailed and weird way of data mining because the questions that they ask are nuts. <laughs> the Seaman becomes fairly domesticated, but this does not prevent it from insulting the player or constructing less than friendly remarks. Also, apparently the game is narrated by Leonard Nimoy. That's yeah. the thing I know about. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy is the only thing I know about that game. Please, if anyone's listening, go on YouTube and type in Seaman. PewDiePie does some amazing uh, ones playing Seaman, and just his reactions yeah. to the, well, it's incredible. It's got the, the different state. I mean, everyone knows this because they've been to school. But the different uh, evolutionary stages of the Seaman are an egg, the mushroomer, the gillman, podfish, tadman. <laughs> And finally, Frogman. And uh, there we have it. Okay, cool. Well, I thought we had a good trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get started, um, I just want to highlight the fact that we've had a couple of corrections. We've a- I don't know. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, 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 I know, right? Yeah. It turns nope. out um, in our last episode, uh, or actually not last episode, two episodes back actually, uh, Motley Crue's Generation Swine. We actually- I, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, we were a few disclaimer. Beers, yeah, disclaimer. We were a few, nope. Few beers deep. Nope. Um, we actually had a couple of corrections on the things we said. Like, okay, we stress we are <laughs> sure. lovers, not experts. You know, we don't know everything about rock and metal. We have a pretty you good. Said that. We have a pretty good knowledge, but <laughs> I'm just trying to do us a favor here. Jeez. Well, we get um, stuff wrong to see if people are listening. So. Yeah, exactly. It turns out audience engagement is on the up. We're baiting the seaman. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So one of the things that we said, uh, in fact, you said this, Lewis. This is a correction for you. Lewis. Um, that you believed one of the songs on Generation Swine was one of the only rock songs to actually feature the word turpentine. I think... It's- oh, and then we said, oh, maybe a grunge song did. So the song okay. is You by Bad Religion. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. From Tony Hawk's From 2. Tony Hawk's I mean, 2. They're a punk band. Uh, I wasn't punk, talking a, about punk. A punk Ooh. rock actually. band. They're actually a punk <laughs> rock band. Yeah, I don't have yeah, the... That's uh, a terrible argument, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so that one was from uh, my housemate, Ross. So, you know. Oh, it's on the chorus, isn't it? Yeah. Don't have enough turpentine to clean what you've... Soiled. Soiled? Or yeah. Something like that? Uh, the lyric It's is, a better use of it. Uh, yeah, the, yeah lyric, the lyric is, and you painted my entire world, but I don't have the turpentine to clean what you've soiled. And I won't forget it. Kickflip. Right. Yeah, kickflip, school. <laughs> school. Yeah, you Christ grind, there. You grind the bells and they're ringing, you can unlock the swimming pool area, which is a secret area in that game. In the school level. Pro <laughs> tip for Tony Hawk's too. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's actually a good, that's a good game that came out of Dreamcast. It's yeah. a brilliant game, yeah. Um, second corrections actually for me, Yo, because I said- That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I said that the album highlight, Let Us Pray, was one of the only metal songs which actually references the Tokyo subway attack. Uh, wrong. Okay. Wrong. I know oh. who this correction's from, because <laughs> I was there. Yeah. yeah. This correction was from, uh, an avid listener, Theo. So thank you for this one. Thanks, uh, thanks Theo, you listener. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good friend of us as well. <laughs> Maybe yeah. don't say the word listener with so much contempt. <laughs> we, wa- we want people to keep listening. Um, turns out, unsurprisingly, uh, there's a song by Anal Cunt about the Tokyo subway attack. Okay, all right. So weird we didn't think of it. Yeah, which makes perfect <laughs> sense. But and I can't remember what the name of the song was that uh, Theo corrected us on because he actually remembered the name of the, the, uh, the tune. So I tried Googling oh God. anal cunt Tokyo subway attack and don't do that at work. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, wow. Gee. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that I did not find the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and I've not found a new job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you found a new awakening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it really, really opened my eyes to some things which I didn't know were there. But um, wow. yeah, so two corrections. Ross, Theo, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. We'll be sending a beer your way. Well done. Of our choice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe like Foster's. Bex Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Bex Blue. <laughs> it's called Calibre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so apart from that, how has your week been in rock and metal? What have you guys been up to? You've been listening to anything fun? Ah, I've been uh, asleep for like two days. Okay. Mm. No, I listened to, I realised I had listened to the third and fourth Death Clock albums, which is the band from um, Metalocalypse. And they're really good and really funny. Yeah. And some really good guitar playing on them for a comedy Yeah, album. We were listening to them before we got started and I genuinely wish they could have, they could get another series together. Yeah. It's probably never going to happen, obviously. And the director of the show passed away as well, but I, I wish they would yeah, do Yeah, rest in peace. That. that sucks. Rest in power. Yeah. yeah, that's what reminded me about them and checking out the albums is the fact that the guy who directed a lot of the episodes uh, passed away. John Shep, that's it. Yeah. Uh, 51. Rubbish. rubbish. That's Absolutely no age, rubbish. is it? Yeah. Um, um, but check them out if you like I don't, well, watch Metalocalypse actually if you like heavy metal because it's a really loving tribute to heavy metal it makes fun of it but in a nice way it's never like it's always poking fun but never actually making fun of yeah it's great the concept of metal and the actual albums are genuinely like really good to listen to just you could listen to them as an album and I think they're the highest charting death metal albums in the US charts as well. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, too mainstream for me then. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think each album would be more popular than the, than the last one, which is, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. It, it was like, cool. it was a real tour de force. Like, it was a, they did tours. They had, like, I remember they did a tour where like, Mastodon was supporting them. Yeah. Like, they were. What? Yeah. Yeah, they did a full tour with the band. And it was legit. Well, like, Gorilla style. 
Um, they, no, ha- they had some video the imagery, but like it okay. was, yeah, they, they actually had like a live band on stage performing. Brendan Smalls yeah. does the singing and guitar work anyway, as well as doing making the cartoon. Okay. Mm. So it was him and Gene, uh, Gene Hoglan. Gene yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And a couple of others. So yeah, it was, they oh, were wow. playing as Def Clock basically. That's um, ridiculous. I did not know that at all. Mastodon yeah. supported? Yes. What? Yeah, that's how, that's how popular Or be a way around or whichever No, way. it was Mastodon supporting. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they love that though. You, so, yeah. Yeah. What have I been listening to? I went to, I went to, I went to go see Paul Bearer at the Fleece. Yep. So if you're into like your doom, stonery, uh, rock and metal type sort of, yeah, then they are fantastic. You a good life? Really good live, yeah. Cool. yeah. F- for like a band that is like so slow, sludgy and heavy, they actually are way more like active on stage than uh, I like how you just taking a hit uh, when I mentioned a stoner rock band. Just another hit from that giant uh, bong you got there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's like a radio play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Su- super good fun. Uh, End up picking up their most recent album, Heartless on Vinyl. Like, looks absolutely incredible, and I will play it at some point. I'm sure. That typo um, negative cover they do is excellent. They do a typo negative cover. Uh, we do a cover of Love, uh, Love You to Death, which oh, yeah, yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Like, it's cool. so good. And it also got me thinking about typo negative and how good that band is, and how no one really talks about them anymore. Yeah, it felt very much of of a time, didn't it? Yeah, it was, you couldn't move for typo negative. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that. Pete Steele is dead. No, well. yeah. no. Kind yeah. of put a dampener on their career. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, what else did they do? And also, there's been like a load of really good albums out this last couple of yep. weeks. Have you guys heard of Death Haven? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I think we may have mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, that album is. I still haven't listened to them. It's so good. I, no, I will do. I will. You'll love it. it yeah, the new Death Heaven. Yeah, the new Death Heaven album came out, and it is a wonderful piece of art. Yeah, I love cool. it. There you go, art. Okay. Yeah, I know. Oh, like, I can't. It's like you know, they're always gonna piss off uh, some black metal fans, you know, like because it's just a way more accessible, arty kind of indie, indified version. Basically, of black metal art rock, isn't it? I yeah, think, is, I, so it's okay. Right, yeah. I just love it. Mm. Cool. You never know where they're gonna go on every song. They're just like there's bits we were talking about the other day that sound like classic Oasis. Okay. In, yeah, yeah. In the middle of like death metal, sort of screaming. Yeah, yeah, and, and like stuff. blast and beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's just an experience cool. I yeah. love it it's called uh, mm. I think it's uh, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love mm. uh, so that's worth checking out also Between the Baron and Me brought out the second part of the uh, yes. album I was like I haven't listened to it yet fuck short no, songs guys fuck short songs okay cool so it's only four tracks long of which one is about two minutes so it's basically an EP um, what yeah so they did like the a second half they did like well, that a, does not sound like them at all so they brought out one album but split it in two halves so the first half yeah, like both halves are about come to about half an hour. The whole thing's like an hour long, um, and they release them oh. about three months apart, just to give you a bit more time to digest it. So it, the second half is maybe even better than the first half. It goes in some real mental places. I was telling you, you said it's it's weird, it's, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. like, yeah, it, it scratches that Mr. Bungle kind of, uh, you know, yeah. itch. You yeah, know, it it helps you with that bung. Bungle hole. The bungle hole. Yeah. yeah. Forever in the bungle hole. Yeah. And um, also Skeleton, which is a new record as well. Is that out now? Out, out last Friday. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I didn't know uh, until Devouring Radiant out. Light. Yeah. Um, cool. I think it I think it might be the best thing they've done. Really? Yeah. Because what? It's been five years at least? Five years, yeah. yeah since the last album. Probably about three years since the EP, something like that. It's re good. It's, cool. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, I'm loving that their singer looks like a death metal Freddie Mercury it's at the minute. So, he looks yeah, so yeah, yeah. cool. I know it's, it's, it's such a great look. So yeah. stupidly cool. Yeah. He's wearing um, 
Mostly just like white tight trousers, yeah. shirtless with like cut off gloves and yeah. a gigantic handlebar mustache. It's really amazing. It's cool as hell. It, it's like, it's the griminess of Andrew WK with like the flamboyancy of Freddie Mercury. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. Like yeah a for sure. Thrashy death metal package. Yes. Yeah. It's lovely. More sweat. De- yeah, yeah. More, definitely yeah. more sweat. Yeah, yeah. And also, where's like Freddie would like walk along, head up high, marching. He kind of creeps over. And yeah, in a kind of... It looks so of, cool. Yeah, yeah, in an evil sort of way. It's fantastic. But yeah, also, one thing, thing I've been listening to. So, um, there's like a big gap in my musical knowledge. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Um, not just for some reason, don't know why, but I have never... Oh, Dan, don't do this to me mid-podcast. He's never listened No, no, no. We, no, sorry. Sorry, we're stopping this. Breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sorry to do this because you had a really lovely segue. Breaking news. It was such a good segue as well. I know. Well, you can do it again in a minute. No, don't worry. This is too good. They're bringing back Frasier. What? (laughs) (laughs) According to Deadline, the new Frasier has planned something of a reboot uh, with with a titular character having moved to a new city. What that means for Grammar's Frasier former castmates uh, remains to be seen. If nothing else, we're hoping we keep the same theme song. Here's the comment from Deadline. This article's from Birth Movies Def. Uh, I hear Grammar is currently meeting with the writers who are pitching different concepts for a potential follow-up series. If the producers settle on a writer and a premise, the project could move beyond the exploratory stage. Reps for Grammar and CBS Studios declined to comment. I- that is not what I was expecting. Yep. This is a costume party, Niles. <laughs> Where is he? I heard him. I can't see him. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just... <laughs> no, that's okay. I was looking up the Wikipedia article for um, also, what we're about to talk about the dad, and then I caught that and caught my eye. The dad's died. He that's why he's had to move to a new city. Oh, okay, yeah. I know, he moves at the end of the finale, I think. I think you might be right. Because I think he gets... Um, I want to say that he ends up with the... Did he settle down? The actress from Desperate Housewives. Terry Hatcher. Uh, no, no. She's not in Seinfeld. Uh, she's married to William H. Macy. Oh, Felicity Hoffman. Yeah, I think, I think oh, she gets okay. her. Anyway, you can listen to our Frasier cast. Oh, this. hang on. The blonde one that was his boss at yeah, like his the radio new boss. station for a little bit. The uh, mean think, one. Oh, okay. I think, well, yeah, but she it wasn't really okay. mean. They sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, think, I think that's the one that... Uh, bit cat and mouse. She's the one who finally tamed, uh, yeah, tamed. Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Poon the hound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, horn dog, Frasier Crane. Yeah. He's worse for Jerry Seinfeld in terms of his uh, relationships. I would, I would absolutely say he's worse for Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is constantly dating in the show. He's always yeah. just like meeting new women. Whereas like... He's not harassing them. Yeah, I would say Fraser Crane was straight up Fra- like... Fraser yeah. Crane's the motley crew of sitcoms. <laughs> if Fraser yeah. if, if Crane was a real person, there would be a ha- Me Too hashtag about him. Yeah. Honest to God. Honestly. Yeah. Insatiable appetite for human Insatiable, flesh. Insatiable, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, Niles. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Oh. Uh, what, what, what was <laughs> I you both could do brilliant uh, Frasier impressions. So, yeah. Um, what did I get to? Yes, I... So, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Frasier now. Oh, no. So it I, happens to the best of us. So, um, I, I filled a huge gap in my musical, like, knowledge, discography. Oh. Yeah. There is... <laughs> Um, and I checked out a Thin Lizzy album for the first time. Yay! Thank you very much. Um, 
I've genuinely never listened to a Finn Lizzy album before. I know, it's crazy. I don't know why. It's yeah. taken me so long, like years and years. I guess I'd already already knew a couple of the hits, like New Boys Are Back in Town, New Jailbreak. I kind of thought... I yeah. thought you just said the new boys are back <laughs> <Yeah>. in town. <laughs> don't like the old one. Yeah, These yeah. new boys. Uh, the new kids on the block are back in town, yeah. Um, but I'd like never checked them out properly. I just heard like the odd song, like... It, I, yeah. But it just never really clicked. I really don't know why. Um, but at the same time, like I kind of felt like, oh, I can't really bother to go back. They've got so many albums. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start with it. Um, so when I told you guys, you, I think you could, be, you couldn't believe it, right? Yeah. yeah. Sh- shocking. Yeah. You guys, uh, you'd say you're big Finn Lizzy fans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in particular this album, because okay. my dad has it on CD and we, I listened to it probably 8 million times. It's, Love it. It's just a flawless live record and you couldn't yeah. have picked a better album to start with because it's basically it's a live one but also like all good live albums it's basically a, it's also a greatest hit best, best of yeah so the album I checked out your recommendation was Live and Dangerous which again I knew just through like cultural osmosis you see it like you've seen that image yeah even album the, cover him like the bass front cover, just a leather clad crotch right in your face yeah it, I'm looking at it now and it's really something else it's hypnotic the crotch <laughs> the crotch yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I decided to check that out like it is incredible, mm-hmm. like absolutely incredible. Like, I don't, I, we, you know, we spend a lot of time taking the piss out of bands on this podcast, but it's quite... Well, this is something that um, that we have spoke about doing before, is that any kind of, like, we've all missed bands. We, you know, yeah. we're not, we don't know every band ever. We've all got kind of Speak different... Yourself, <laughs> we, we've all got, hang on, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we've all got kind of like different pockets of taste and things. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. But we also wanted to use this podcast to really shit on some bad albums, yeah. but also kind of help each other discover something new and cool that we've never heard before. Yep. Exactly, 100%. yeah. And just kind of broaden that knowledge and uh, and hopefully yeah, just, hopefully put each other on something that we'll enjoy. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It just it, like it's fun just to geek out over stuff. Like I, l- I love taking the piss out of bad albums. It's amazing. But it's a lot more fun than laughing at how well played something is. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But it is really nice just to like geek out and enjoy experience. Yep. Yeah, enjoy a, share, enjoy a shared experience. And also we don't want you thinking we don't enjoy anything either. Like it's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We don't just revel in the failures of others. It'll get a bit stale. That makes it probably about two thirds of our episodes. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like this is, this is a positive one. Um, so yeah, I checked out their 1978 live album, a uh, double live album, in fact, uh, yeah. Live and Dangerous uh, by Irish rock band Finn Lizzy. So this was a hard one as well, because I think me and I were trying to think of which one would be a good jumping point. Yeah. Mm. Black Rose is probably my favourite. Okay. Yeah. By Chinatown, so. maybe. Black Rose is my favourite Finn Lizzy song. Yeah. It's oh. perfect. That came loads Guitars after Guitars for this. days and days yeah, and days. Yeah, it's literally the best. And but, um... Yeah. I think we kind of thought, what a perfect, perfect uh, jumping yeah, point. So Jim, how did you find Live and Dangerous? Well, I loved it. I genuinely oh. loved it. It's, Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, yeah, it's it is a really good introduction to the band. I think mm-hmm. one one of the things which I think can hold people back from checking out a lot of older albums and like you know um, specifically maybe stuff from the seventies yeah. is the production and the guitar doesn't necessarily have the same oomph to it okay. uh, than a lot of modern guitar. Yeah. Uh, or even stuff from like the 1980s, especially as, you know, there's no, obviously people argue nothing beats like analog recordings, but for like rock and heavy metal, yeah. like you get the guitar, you get the lead and stuff, but and you get the wrist, but they sound good, but we don't always have the same crunch that you expect from See, I, a rock band. We were, we were chatting about this actually recently, me and some buds, um, and just saying that with all, all pop, 
and all chart stuff at the moment, everything is so perfect and polished. Yeah. That you lose a lot of the character. If you put on ACDC tracks or something like that, you can hear where there are certain notes that are a little bit choked and there are yeah. certain, yeah. you know what I mean? And <clears throat> Thin Lizzy, perfect example. There'd be little bits that are slightly out mm. and that's, that's where the charm of the character and the yeah. realness. And I think back then, Especially on the harmonies days, as well. This, I love that. Kind it's of perfect. It. Yeah. It's, it makes it human. And I think yes. it makes it way more kind of like a primitive uh, attachment to. Yeah. That it's, it's not just all kind of, you know, perfectly polished. There's no charm. There's no character. Yeah. There's something really fun, like, especially for live, I was always something really fun about just yeah. like the thought of like, you can hear someone's on stage rocking out. You can, you know, it, the energy yeah. is, is there. And this, but the thing I like about this album is that all of the songs, I think, from because I've listened to like the studio versions, all the songs sound better on the live album. Yeah, they've got not only that kind of human touch to it, literally because they're playing it live, but um, <laughs> also like it's got like that kind of the tempo's a little bit faster. It's got it's a bit more aggressive. Yeah, um, I find the studio version of um, Jailbreak really weird, really weird to listen to now. Um, it, it lacks mainly, this so is much the energy compared to this. I know. Yeah. I mean, like, Boys Are Back in Town, I think, because I've m- definitely heard the studio version before yeah. I've heard this album. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, Jailbreak in particular, This it's weird for, to me to hear the studio version now. Yeah. yeah. For the record, this might be the most, or if not the ultimate dad rock album. Yeah. Yeah, well, my dad has yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I, listen, I was like, every, every riff, every lick, like, every, like, uh, every lyric... I was like, this is dad rock in its purest form. Yeah. Like, you could actually just take this dad rock, you could cut it and sell it on the streets. Just like, in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah, straight in my veins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Baby, this will make your dad rock. Precisely. Yeah. It's like the, the dad rock value of this is it's got to be what, like 50 million on the streets of New York? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Um, also, like, it, Voice gets starting with like like he busts out like two songs like already knew to begin with because like Jailbreak and Emerald is like the one two straight punch. in like absolutely fantastic. I've got some notes actually. I like, tell you what's referred. Tell you what struck me about in particular because I think obviously the main thing I think a lot of people think of when they think of Thin Lizzy is obviously Phil in its voice yeah and the harmonies obviously the harmonies but I really think he's almost almost underrated maybe as a storyteller yes in his lyrics mm, like yes. especially it struck me today because I've listened to this album a million times so. I was sort of particularly listening to the lyrics today and his storytelling is incredible for like every song. It's just, yeah, he's so good at it. But, like Emerald in particular. Is, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, it's a weird mix of, you've got like, it's that kind of like an Irish thing, that sort of romanticism of America. Like it's a big okay. thing of like U2's music as well. I'm not even a fan of U2, yeah. but I can you know tell you that. But like, there's a lot in terms of like various songs of their sound and like stuff like, you know, cowboy song, and there's a few others on here as well where yeah, they he just ca- the Wild West a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's one on here. It's got um, a harmonica on it as well, uh, which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's Ooh, just hang on. What if you mentioned the Wild West a lot? Because Ireland during all the troubles and that was the Wild West. I don't. It's the West. Well, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is because of Irish immigration to America and it was considered to be... A, yeah, it makes more uh, sense. Life, but yeah. No, it's an interesting theory. We, we, it's West, though. It's definitely... I mean, it's West, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. only of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything's West of everywhere, somehow. Oh, my That's God. That's true. If you go around far enough, unless you're a flat earther. Yeah, Carry yeah. on, Jim. <laughs> um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally steal this joke because uh, I saw it on, uh, on a Twitter feed, but... Um, Paul Riker, if you want yeah, to yeah, straight I know up, what you're yeah, going yeah, for. Yeah. 
uh, jailbreak, the lyric, tonight was going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this yeah. town. Maybe the jail. Like, where's it going to be? <laughs> Not the jail. Um, but such a fun song. And one of the things that strikes me straight away, especially once we get to Emerald, and it's got the classic line, uh, yeah, is it, is it any of the ladies got a bit of Irish in them? Amazing. Yeah, do yeah. any of you want a bit more? Then yeah. it goes into Emerald. Um, oh no, does anyone in the audience have any Irish that's in them? Right. Uh, yeah, he, he was a girl with a bit yeah, more Irish. That's it, yeah. But I noticed <laughs> when, he, when he says, do any of the girls want a bit more Irish in them? Everyone's, everyone's screaming loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a noticeably more female crowd chant. It's like everyone's we all, we, yes, all, we all want to see Phil in it, pull Lady up on stage and just make love to her in front of this crowd of thousands in the Hammersmith. Uh, it's like, such a venue, funny bit of banter. It's so cheeky. Also, um, it's the kind of line, I think a lot of guys in the crowd go ballistic for it because it's the kind of line that you would fucking love to have the confidence to say you could never say it <laughs> well you can only really say it once yeah you'd get run out of a on stage bar. you're right you can only really say it if you're Phil Leonard that's the only way you can actually really <laughs> yeah. get away with it like he's charming enough to get away with it anyone yeah. else would get like the police phoned on them the charm that he has Stephen Tyler this. couldn't get away with that no Valis oh, Howard yeah. uh, I don't think uh, Mick Jagger could go up stage and uh, stage do that yeah oh, they want a bit of, yeah, got a bit of cockney in them yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah. Okay. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? <laughs> he is brilliant. But, but you, yeah, he couldn't get away with that line. Yeah. Straight away, you just notice like how insanely charismatic. Like he oozes charisma and sex appeal. Like he's incredible. So the thing that I love about uh, Phil Linnett in this, yeah, is that he does the cool guy thing where he doesn't sound interested or that like he cares. Yeah. Until maybe like the last song, he plays mm. everything off so cool and that takes so much charisma definitely yeah like because he's just he's an incredibly cool guy and you can yeah. just get that like there's an, I thought there'd be maybe a bit more stage banter than there actually was because mm. the lines from it yeah are really famous yep there actually wasn't that much um but like I'm not going to uh you know I'm not going to uh critique it for that going to Emerald was amazing as well the first t- the actual the original version of that I heard I heard the Mastodon version first. That's mm. mad. Yeah, it's like That's a bonus crazy. track on some versions of one of her albums, and like I absolutely loved it. But it took me forever to actually really like make the Mastodon Finn Lizzy connection. And it's clearly it, such a massive influence for them, especially yeah, yeah. the drums. Uh, yeah. Well, this is one thing as well. I think on this album, um, I don't know if you thought this as well, Jim, but Brian Downey's playing. He's the drummer. Yeah. So. Unreal. Oh god, let me just because I, I made a very specific note about the drumming at one point. Um Warriors. Yeah. Oh mm, my god. Yeah. That, that might be my favourite Finn Lizzy song. Um so this is one thing, and again what struck me is like because the the actual you can kind of tell in the way it's edited, but obviously it's made up of multiple gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which got me thinking about live albums and like in general, but I'll talk about it in a minute. It's a, such a good mix of like your classic dad rock songs. Then you've got like your maybe your softer stuff. Yep. As well. Like you're dancing in the moonlight, which is a yeah. wonderful song. Still in love with you. Yeah, still in love with you as well. This version, of that still version in love with is you. the best one. It's, it's probably the best singing he's done. I think. Incredible. And the guitar solo. Yeah, the it. solo is. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. But then all of a sudden, as, as it gets further and further through, it gets just a bit more aggressive. Yep. Yeah. When you get to like, yeah, don't believe a word and warriors, uh, and warriors was like, I made some memos specifically about it, like just how much I love these two songs. Uh, first thing is the don't believe a word. Oh hi Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
especially the first two albums. It was like, yeah. okay, cool. That's where Iron Maiden got a huge and part even of their like, sound. Like, yeah, Maiden have covered uh, Massacre. Have they? Yeah. Oh. You know, we do all the B-sides on their singles. Like, is that with like, oh, Portiano? Uh, no, it's with, it's with Bruce. Mm. Uh, it's on one of the B-sides from like No Prayer for Dying or something. One of those oh, eras. No. Well, yeah, but it's a, <laughs> yeah. Re- it's a really interesting cover and you can definitely hear... Yeah, know, yeah. My, my memo for uh, Massacre was just badass song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the way it goes from Southbound into Dancing in the Moonlight into uh, Massacre as well. It's How nice did you feel combo. about the segue into from um, Cowboy Song into Boys Are Back in Town? It's just straight it's away. So yeah, yeah, it's like two yeah. of the biggest hits back to back. Apparently, yeah. they only did it for this like recording. Yeah. And then it, it became like a mainstay of their live performances after that. Just really? Hit them, yeah, one into the, the way other, it goes yeah. into that, it's just so like, it's, life for me. It's so good. But, um, so, so good. Warriors as well, again, I was like, oh, hi, more Iron Maiden. Like the drums on that track are incredible. Uh, like this, that is like maybe my favorite Thin Lizzy sound. Like there's such a weird mix between like mainstream dad rock band, the softer ballads. Yep. And then this like, kind of proto heavy metal band yeah yeah in like that sound is so good like i could just like i i would maybe i don't know if there's any of the albums you can recommend but like i would just take an album of those style i mean it's probably called iron maiden by iron maiden <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, think it, it, I think it shows they had i think eight albums out at this point yeah um when they released okay. this and i think that can sh- that shows in the sort of uh variety variety of the songs yeah yeah um, absolutely incredible. There was only one song on this album which I really did not like. Well, Lewis is going to guess because I've got oh. one. I don't, I've only got one I don't like on this as well. Yeah. Okay. So we're not we're not including uh, the special edition. No. So no. That, that was the version I listened to actually, and I also think it's bizarre that they put this album out without Bad Reputation. I that, know. Bad, so that weird. version of Bad Reputation yeah. is it's the best. So good. Um, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Opium Trail is also really good as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it Baby Drives Me Crazy? Nope. Nope. It's it, not mine. Is it Shalalala? No. Okay, cool. I have no idea because everything else is great. It's Johnny the Fox meets yes. Jimmy the Weed. Oh, what? Yeah, I can't stand that one either. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's, it's an absolute embarrassment of riches. Don't get me wrong with this yeah. album, but just compared to the others. I, yeah. I, I was listening to it and I was like, like, when did Anthony Kiedis sneak back in time and like, <laughs> just, ooh. Yeah. Just like, oh, let's rub, not, just, oh, let's, that, right. just like Jesus rub his arse all over this song. Uh, I mean, well, that's a title track off one of our albums. So I don't know, what were they thinking? Like, was it maybe like a contractual obligation album they're trying to tank deliberately or something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the one I, yeah. I, I normally skip it, to be Like, honest. it stood really? out like a sore yeah. thumb. Yeah, it, like, because it's a bit more funky than yeah. a lot of your stuff. And I don't think that really suits their sound. I like, I like the galloping bass. I like the, the guitar harmonies. Cause that's quite a lot older, isn't it? I, d- I can't even remember. It's the seventh album, Johnny Fox. Yeah. So this came out one album before. This came out before Bad Reputation. God, but I, it I does, always forget how many d- albums that Thin Lizzy actually yeah, had. Yeah, they did a lot. Insane. But it does that. This this one also has Massacre and uh, Don't Believe a Word as well, which were like two of my favourites off of this cool. album. So maybe it's pretty good, and I don't know. I just, it was just I that was a weird one. Do you maybe it's all the other songs around it. Also, just on a quick side note, imagine there's not many bands, I think, that could write a song as good as Black Rose on their ninth album. Yeah, okay, yeah. Do you know what really I mean in terms point. of, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incre- incredible, yeah. like... Mm. I think nearly every album has something I like on it. What was the yeah, last album? A lot of them have multiple stuff I love on it. Don't <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. you know, I think nearly every album has, like, one or two really good songs on it. What was the last album Phil did before passing? 
Thunder and Lightning. Okay, yeah. so they never actually. Yeah, I'm, okay. So, so they you, never actually. Jim, you might the, like uh, that. The album Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, I I really like it. It's got some banging. It's got Cold Sweat on there. Cold Sweat is great. Thunder and Lightning is a great song. Yeah, and it's John Sykes, the guitarist from 1987 by Whitesnake. Oh, nice. Okay. It's really cool. And then cool. when they did the greatest hits, they had a song called Dedication on it, mm. uh, which Phil had recorded his parts to, but it was never, ever finished. Yeah. So they went into the studio and finished it as like a memorial, right, commemorative okay. song yeah. for the greatest hits. And that song is banging. You- Dedication is so, so good. So, do you know what the weirdest thing about this in a way is? The fact that, like, because obviously Finn and Lizzie are still going in one form or another yep. these days. Um, Black like, Star Riders now. Mm. Yeah. So the weird thing to me is one, like they're famous for their live live performance. Yep. Like Live and Dangerous is probably their most favorite yep. famous album. Um, they're famous for having a really popular, iconic, charismatic frontman. Mm-hmm. So they lose that frontman, and the thing that yep. they keep on doing the thing that he was best at doing. Yes. That just seems very strange yeah, to me. I, well, his, um, was it his mum, Nelms, that said, I don't want you using the name anymore? I don't know, maybe. I think it was he, he wasn't mm. married, was he? No, I think his mum, I think his mum is still about, you hear, you actually hear the odd story about yeah, her. Yeah, like, she about, goes yeah. and kicks his, well, the, the story is she would go kick his grave every time she went to visit him, just because she was so I mean, angry, you know, because it is a waste of life. Yep. Um, also, my my girlfriend is going to absolutely destroy me for not knowing who made them change their name. This is my girlfriend's favourite band on the planet. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was his mum said to Thin Lizzy, to be like, no, actually, I think if you're going to do this, you should change your name. So they're Black Star Riders now. They're really great. Okay. And their solo stuff, they're like Black Star Riders stuff, mm. sounds super Thin Lizzy. The guy they got in on vocals is very, very Phil Linnett. Yeah. He's not Phil Linnett. And that's their biggest downfall. That's it, yeah. Like the, the biggest shoes to possibly, the biggest platform boots you can possibly <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, another good song worth checking out uh, is it's Gary Moore and Phil Lynott. It's called Out in the Field. Okay. Uh, it's a bit have cheap. you not heard it? It's great. I it's might really, have done. I don't, I'm so surprised we, I've never played so, it to you. So this is, this is the, one of the big kind of takeaways from this album is just how many of these songs I actually recognised. Cool. Okay, cool. Like, Jailbreak, Emerald, Cowboy Song, Dancing in the Moonlight, um, Boys Are Back in Town, Bad Reputation. Just like all yeah. these songs that I actually already, uh, I just knew just without even realising it. Yeah. Incidentally, <laughs> Out in the Fields, uh, Gary Moore and Phil Linnett. It's yeah. a big tune as well. It's great. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. We may have we just should... had a small break yeah. while well, we listen to it because it's wonderful. To listen to like the most 80s rock song of all time. Yeah. yeah. And also, but those guitars. Also, uh, during the recording of this podcast, a horsefly has bitten my tits. <laughs> yeah. And it is unbelievable. I'm wearing the tightest t shirt and somehow Bug got inside and just bit onto my nipple. It swelled up very quickly. It's, yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm not in a good way right we'll now. We'll put a photo on the uh, Instagram. <laughs> we'll get it on there for you. Yeah, I just, I think it was probably radioactive. You're going to mutate. You're gonna, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a Jeff Goldblum fly thing. Like, yeah, tomorrow. It won't be a cool Spider Man thing. It'll no, be like no. my jaw will fall off and I'll start vomiting. Tomorrow on my you're food. coming to work and refer to yourself as like Rumble Lewis. <laughs> Rumble Lewis? <laughs> Rumble Lewis? <laughs> Um, so I think there's one there's a really big thing we should probably mention oh by the way I just want to say on. was there any other song because we were talking about like the songs didn't do it for me and that you know Johnny the Fox meets, meets yeah. Jimmy the Weed which sounds like an episode of Minder as well <laughs> 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 um, 
Was was there any song because you took a guess maybe which one I wasn't into? I was just trying to go by things that you like. Okay. And things on this album that maybe yeah uh, not I, that one just stood out like a sore thumb yeah. to me. Everything else kind of all felt good. One thing that, that you can def like are there you know rumors innuendo that bits of this album were actually overdubbed in the studio and stuff. Well, could, could oh you, yeah. Could you guys chat me up about that? Yeah, chat, chat me up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the most infamous things. It's been going back and forth for years and years. I mean, so I think it's no secret that all live albums have some bits of overdubbing. What? At certain, <laughs> no. At certain points. What? Unless Unless you want to end up with like, I think some of the Judas Priest live tracks oh, are, on the albums and stuff don't have any dubbing. Oh no, see Judas Priest are the most infamous no 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 i don't mean the albums i mean okay there's some bonus tracks where he sounds like a a dalek yeah Yeah. um full-on dave ross or davros whereas this one so tony visconti produced this yes he also produced produced, uh tony visconti hello yeah yeah he produced he's uh, also mind by uh david bowie um that's one of my favorite he co-produced it brian you know there's a great adam buxton sketch about that anyway <laughs> uh and at one point for some reason tony visconti i think years later claimed that over 75 percent of this album was overdubbed yeah. uh, sounds so good and um, i've got a quote here and it's quite a long one but basically it's a, a lot of the tracks made up of different gigs there was some that was recorded in london yeah. some was recorded uh in toronto but it looked like they just kind of looked at all this live material they've been recording cut and pasted all their favourite bits together and yeah. went, okay, cool, we're going to add some audience noise on this one. Because on Southbound, the vocals are fantastic. They yeah. sound really good. Yeah. Turns out that was from like a sound check. That wasn't actually a live performance. Really? Well, that's still a rumour as well. Yeah, at least but that's a rumour. Also, yeah. so originally they wanted to do a studio album with Tony Visconti, but they only had two weeks. I thought they did one. They which did, is um... when, they might have done later on, but in this particular period of time, Okay. They wanted to do one with him, but they only had two weeks. So Phil Leonard suggested they go back over the 30 hours of recordings they had uh, and see whether they can put together a live album. Okay. Uh, and I mean, if you want comparisons, there are other Finn Lizzy live albums and there's some bootlegs out there yep. where to me, the sound is really, really similar. Yeah. Like, I think they were just an absolutely rocking live band. And it's, it's, mm. so, I don't think it was anything to do with like, oh, we fluffed this. It wasn't the Tom, Mark and Travis show. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, yeah. they but, weren't they weren't kind of like covering the fact that they're not a solid rock band. No. Yeah, I think what my suggestion would be would be if you ever meet uh, Brian Robertson, uh, down the dark alley, would be not to mention this to him about the overdubs. <laughs> uh, this was his last um, recording with Thin Lizzy because there's an interview with him. Yeah, they fell out weeks later at a gig. He played a gig in Ibiza and then they had an argument and he left. This was after that Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine going to Ibiza and seeing Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Shagger loof, thin There's an interview where someone immediately brings up the overdub stuff. Okay. He um get well, the interviewer thinks he's being hostile towards him and he goes, No, the only person I'm being hostile to is Tony Visconti, who <laughs> who I do hold in great esteem. I just don't understand why he's come out and said these things. He said it's seventy five percent overdubs. What the fuck drugs is he on? <laughs> I'd like some of them. Uh, think about it for one second and you can make your own mind up. We're playing live. The drums are all mic'd up. All the vocals are mic'd up. We are very loud. We're a very loud band. Uh, me being the loudest out of all of us. So how are you going to replace my guitar when it's so loud that it's going to bleed all over the bloody drum kit? You can't. It's perfectly impossible. Uh, this is... Sorry, it's not Brian Robertson. It's um, Scott Gorham. Okay, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, save your corrections, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah Ross. Uh, I, yeah, Ross. <laughs> um, 
There's no way when Robbo's using two Marshall 100 cranked to 10, but it isn't going to spill over into my drone tracks. This is why I don't understand the bollocks that's going on. Uh, here's another point. He really isn't happy about this. It's quite a long quote. Uh, but here's another point. When we were mixing Live and Dangerous, there was one take of Still in Love with You where my solo was just so unbelievably brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being big headed here, but when we heard that take, I went, that's for one. But Phil Lynott had left his phaser on and it was turned so fast that the bass was going, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't Tony Visconti just fix the bass track? Because he couldn't overdub the bass. You know why? Because the bass stacks were next to the drums and the bass was bleeding all over the drum mics and everything. There's your answer right there. End of story, really. I'll go to court with the guy over it if I have to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but to be fair... That's a really he, good point, though. Yeah, and he's probably had about 30 years of being yeah. asked about because it. it's, it's infamous for supposedly being a studio album and they put crowd sounds on it and but there's like that's everything you, you has can hear, you yeah. can hear it's not a studio album you can hear it's not mm -hmm. it's not that at all it's 100% a live album mm. um, I think maybe Tony Visconti put some of the crowd noises back in yeah and there's going to be which is, and there's going to be cuts you can hear where there are cuts yeah you can definitely hear where it goes between tracks and the crowd noise ends quite abruptly as like a perfectly polished intro or something comes in yeah. but that happens on 99% of live albums. And you're always going to use your best takes. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, well, because yeah. I say it's inter cause, interesting because like, <laughs> about, <laughs> about a year later, Judas Priest brought out Unleashed in the East, which is like their first live album, which mm -hmm. again is considered quite a legendary live album. But the the joking title of that was Unleashed in the Studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is infamous, isn't it? But apparently, years <laughs> later, after Halford left, left Priest in the 90s, he actually said that the music was all live, but his vocals had been ruined in the original recording. So he just basically dubbed them in the studio. In was like that by him? Yeah, in a concert <laughs> type setting. To be fair, he sounds incredible on that album. Like, yeah. incredible. Well, it's because he was apparently in the studio. So yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense. Um, Rob Halford's studio vocals are insane. Yeah. I don't know so how he does good. it. No. But um, oh, he's a professional. That's right. Because <laughs> so he wasn't, he'd be robbing sim Halford. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were happy then. That you, do you think you're going to check out more Thin Lizzy? Um, yeah, I can't yeah. recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is going to be one of my go-to summer albums. Like, this is like a beer and a barbecue yeah, Perfect album. barbecue album, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Perfect barbecue yeah. album. Yeah, it's up there like Van Halen 1, yeah. Appetite for Destruction. Like, Classic rock. Yeah. And the who's Appetite for Destruction beers. by? I don't know who oh, this band I don't is. Know. Oh, we, Never we heard did them. So no. well. We did so, we did so oh. well. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should do a charity cast where we... Have to go a whole episode without mentioning Guns N' Roses. Well, we should get a, like a guns jar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's it's going up there. It's it's absolutely like fantastic, oh, like genuinely brilliant album. Um, yeah. What we got me thinking as well though, like so in terms of like live albums, like do you think it's more important to have that consistency of all of these tracks are from the same show? No. No. Do you think so? You don't, you as long as it sounds, you don't mind about the consistency of the performance. I mean, as a as a kid, when I would listen to this album, I didn't even realise no. it wasn't the same yeah. gig. I mean, yeah. it's kind of obvious if you really think about it. But it just life after death. Yeah. It's four nights. Four nights. The same place. Same venue. Yeah. Playing the same set. Yeah. Yeah. Pick the best one. Of course, it was, there's always going to be a gig that's better than another for one song. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna have. Yeah. It, that, that definitely has the feel of one continuous performance so does flight 666 yeah. this feels like to me it feels yeah. like a little bit i feel like i'm listening to the greatest hits live like a, a okay it feels like a compilation of live performances as opposed to something like um and i of course you don't want to record a, a live album on one night 
because you yeah. mess up and you ruin like, yeah. the amount of one takes all we need guys we agree but, that, but that yeah. never happens bands only record live albums when they can do it over a couple exactly. of exactly yeah no it just makes sense yeah. but yeah but the difference being that this felt very much like I was listening to a compilation of live performances, whereas something like Live After Death, to me, feels like I'm listening to just one. Just raw. Like, I feel yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah, it feels like you're that's, watching. That's a, I think that's a lot rawer sounding anyway. Yeah. I think compared to this. Like, yeah, I would say so. Not as much polish. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Which which I love. I absolutely love. But I think this is just, as a, as a gateway drug to Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Yep. It's It'd be not, hard to steer. And there's, find there's, there's not too many bands where you would say, yeah, their live album is check the first out a live one you should yeah. check out. Yeah, you're like, you, I would rate this probably over even getting a greatest hits compilation. Yeah. yeah I think this is where you want to start. I, I think the beauty of this as well is a starting album is you can find a song you like and then look at the album it came from. Yeah. yeah. And then check that out or, you know. Because yeah. again, they've got eight or nine albums at this point. So you've got plenty of back catalogue to go through as well. Uh, by the time this album came out anyway they had so much to pull from for this album like it's no yeah. wonder every track I, is I still is can't believe how many albums they had out before though. I know yeah it's weird because it, it feels like they never hit what they could have yeah and I it's think that's always the bit of pill with Thin Lizzy is that yeah. they they're like now you can buy their t-shirts in Primark and everything yeah but during Phil Linnett's life never got to experience they that. were never Iron Maiden they were never Judas Priest they were never ACDC they, yeah I always find know? it a little bit tinged with sadness yeah for uh, sure when I listen to them so again, I would uh, say they probably had like I'd say like Motorhead levels of success like well you said yeah. though I mean they headline Reading yeah yeah but do you know what I mean it's I just think they should have been held in such high regard especially when a lot of those bands that are just but you know, priest, maiden, I think Finlandsy are. I think Finlandsy are also personified as a greatest hits band, which actually, which I think that's a testimony to how good a songwriter Finland yeah. was, and like the fact that the guy could write a cracking single. But it, that's again, my perception's always been like, well, they're they're a best of type band, rather than like, hey, here's a band I'm going to go deep into their catalogue. Yeah, know? they're one though that you definitely can. Yeah, you definitely can. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of gold. Like the, I mean, even on this, like Warriors, isn't one of their big hits. No, but it's great. It's one of their. It's one of their absolute. I think their album is more songs. consistent than Queen. Mm. Yes. Uh, in yeah. terms of, because I mean, I love Queen as yep. everybody knows, but you know, we have the big hits, I and mean, then you do get some good album tracks, but not that many. Yeah. Really, when you listen to Queen albums, there's no. There's not that many Queen albums where it's just incredible all the way through. Yeah. But yeah. the peaks, obviously, are what they are. Um, whereas I feel you get a lot more consistency and quality with Finn Lizzy's uh, studio stuff. Definitely. Like you, And I think for the most part as well, if you like the sound of a track, each album is very much a similar kind of sound. They yeah, might not have like one... nice snapshot. Widely different songs. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you, you know, if you like X song... Well, this is how they sounded on that album, and that's a good kind of pinpoint of that. Yeah, like okay. this is the sound of you know their Chinatown album. Or... Yeah, 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 for sure. I mm. feel like I'm probably definitely gonna just check out Jailbreak next because it's got so many songs I know on yeah. on there as well. Like I would say, of you're looking at the track list on there of the like nine songs on the album, I know five of them and absolutely love five of those songs. Cool. Like Jailbreak, Warriors, Boys Are Back in Town, Cowboy Song, Emerald. Like mm. I'm all in on that one. Amazing. Yeah. Um, God, Emerald's such a good song. Such a good really song. is. The lyrics yeah. are incredible yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, 
I, I am super happy about actually taking the time to listen to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm absolutely chuffed about it. I can't believe I spent so long not listening to them. I think it's one of the things is that um, my parents aren't like super big rock music fans. I know. So I, yeah, I never had that kind of like hand me down. But I guess yeah. I didn't really know anyone who was like super super into Finn Lizzy growing up. But from like, again, a couple of the hits. Yeah. Um, so it's something I never sort of checked out. I think maybe it's when, easy to miss things. Yeah, exactly. Mm. She wouldn't like when I was younger. It was like gotta find the heavier thing gotta find yeah, the heavier exactly. thing yeah exactly yeah, and yeah. it's very easy to then ignore a lot of the older stuff as well so I was always the other way I, I got into ACDC and it was just classic rock classic rock classic yep. yeah. rock classic I was the same rock. and a lot of that's from my dad obviously and, and I was so adverse to like screamy stuff and then I found Iron Maiden and then Trivium happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I get this. Yeah, it's all the same. Eventually, yeah, eventually <laughs> yeah. you get that through line. It all makes sense. This is when the Fine Maiden and this of Mastodon. Finn Lizzy then makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Totally. So, Especially Mastodon's drumming. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're all pretty agreed in this, that this is a great album. Oh, yes. This is going yeah. in the vault. This is... Because there are some people... No! Whoa. I didn't think you'd do one for this. I didn't <laughs> think it was we, possible. Boys, what have we got? <laughs> Is it from Anthony Visconti? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some alternative opinions. What, I don't know. This genuinely shocks me. So. Maybe it must be like four stars instead of five. <laughs> it was, this one was actually pleasantly hard to find. Good. I, I should bloody hope so. Yeah. Um, but these are all one star reviews. Jeez. Are they all ones what? that like, the package arrived late? <laughs> 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 so, from Rate Your Music... We have Cuboat89 that says, mm. It might be the worst album I've ever bought. Idiot. One day I opened the case and found out I'd lost a disc. I didn't care at all. <laughs> the Boys in Back in Town's a fun song, though. <laughs> wow. Idiot. Um, that's insane. <laughs> that's, I know. This, that was my reaction. But you must have had these. the wrong CD in the box. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know. I, I actually yeah, can't yeah, get my head around that. Maybe had like nope. music from the elder in there. Well, this so. I think this might uh, this one's particularly most upsetting. subjective, but come on. Well, this one says these reviewers are ignorant. This is from E. Farrell at Amazon. Okay. For starters, the people who rave about this album must be related to the guys in the band or are complete morons. Look here, <laughs> look here. <laughs> <laughs> I look say, here. <laughs> I'm it. a big Thin Lizzy fan. Have been for many years. So. I'm going through the files and see some of the reviews on this album. The files as well. The files. <laughs> the files. Look, I've been going through the files. Deirdre, hand me the folder of the Finn Lizzy material. <laughs> I, I need to peruse. Best live record ever and crap like that. Dudes, I'm so disappointed. On the record, nothing about this record is the best of anything, except maybe best piss-poor attempt to rip desperate fans off. The sound sucks... The selection's okay, but saying too much would only give others incentive to buy this thing. Total disappointment. This guy's sick. Jesus. <laughs> sick what? in the head. And also, there's a but he doesn't really explain why he doesn't like it. Well, no. There's a lot of people as well, a lot of the reviews that are bad say like, oh, the sound is shit, the sound's terrible. But then we'll also will say, it's all overdubbed. Yeah, isn't his influence yeah. for being so good it sounds overdubbed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, make your mind up. <laughs> My favourite, however, is this one by Down and Out, <laughs> uh, which is entitled Return. It says, I wanted this DVD for my collection, but I had to return two copies because both were sent to me without an audio sound. <laughs> <laughs> A concert DVD without an audio sound is of no use to me. <laughs> he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Just, well, 
Why, Turned out I his like TV was on twice. Mute. Yeah, why twice. doesn't he just put the DVD on, put the CD on, sync them up? Uh, <laughs> just real covert ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different tracks. Well, there you go. Uh, that was fun, um, guys. If there are any like classic bands or albums, or even contemporary bands and albums, which you just you know maybe you struggle to get into, or maybe it's starting to click, or you want mm-hmm. recommendation, hit me up. Let us know. Like yeah. we, yeah. If there's anything, just you guys Jim want personally. To do, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Jim we want to hit. We want you to recommend anything you like to Jim. Yes, we have an email address as well. Yeah, guys. Um, but also you two as well, Dan, Lewis. Like, if mm. there are any bands or albums that you think, oh god, we should, I need to do a deep dive on them or maybe pick up some. Yeah, I mean, I have impeccable taste, but I try and think of something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be something. I've do been very know? good about recently before this podcast. To be fair, yeah, of getting uh, killing a lot of those sort of. Well, maybe maybe, maybe, into, maybe so. we should pick one of those and, and do it as well because also yeah. a lot of stuff you've been like getting into has been like quite contemporary stuff as well yeah, yeah. so maybe that'd be quite nice finally catching up yeah <laughs> I hear 2001 but no absolutely I'll think of something I mean we're, we're one, one year into the chocolate starfish album cycle so yeah it's <laughs> yeah. good man yeah I know for me um, I'd love to do some anthrax oh yes. okay cool I'm rubbing my hands yes. together you can't really tell yeah. yeah do it closer to the mic start no, don't oh do that God. good place to start <laughs> yeah. Yeah. good place to start is uh, Anthrax cover uh, Cowboy Song so there okay, you go cool. and there's a gateway. is that Joey Belladonna as well no it's uh, John Bush oh, oh okay. cool yeah. Well, yeah we did a I think on the We've Come For You All album we did a 8 track Covers B sides. They did, yeah. John Bush disc. has a very different voice to fill in it, but and to Joey Belladonna. And to Joey Belladonna. <laughs> <laughs> in that case, we should definitely do Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, really I, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think with that one, we'd probably have to do Among the Living, or we. I think we should have to do Among the Living and also one of the um, John Bush arms as well. Because they uh, are do, do a contest thing too. There we go. Cool. This is very exciting. All right. I guess we got an episode coming up, guys. There we go, guys. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Dan's not thankful. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to, you know, send us messages on um, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. It, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, um, email. Yeah, if you email us at slowlywerock at gmail.com. Yep. Um, if you are listening and you know us personally, uh, which I think most of our listeners do. Probably to be at this point, yeah, yeah. I think so. Apart Hi, Mum. Yeah, apart <laughs> yeah. from... Did we have, like, a listener from, like, where was it? Uh, well, we've got, I think 10% of our audience is in America, apparently, downloads-wise. Oh, but thank we've you. Also, we've US. Least, we've yeah. got at one, least one, one, one listener in Kazakhstan. Nice. Cool. Uh, and at least one listener in Zimbabwe. So, okay. Which is really exciting to me, but like, even if it's That's an amazing. accident, and they accidentally downloaded it. <laughs> yeah, because they were actually looking to listen to Slowly We Rot by Obituary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's but, nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, to there's no, no, no link. link, no link, no link. Thank you anyway. This is very exciting. Yeah, but like, if you if you want to get in touch with us, like, drop us a message, leave a comment. Like, the feedback we've had is fantastic. Hit us up with slogans that we yes. can use as our intro. Yeah. That's one thing that we, we would really, really love that to do. If, if yeah. you can think of anything at all, uh, drop it over to us, send us a message, whatever. But remember, keep liking. If you can share it, that's always the best. If Absolutely. if you can drop onto iTunes, give us a five-star review, that's amazing. Yep. We are everywhere at Slow Rock. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah. Cheers, guys. They don't want any Derbyshire in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>